Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 3, Episode 5, titled The Metal Clan. This is a really good episode. I love so much of what they do here. Okay, let's just get this out of the way. Is there a whole lot of plot progression in this episode? No. Not at all. Let's not kid ourselves here. Like, 5% of this episode is devoted to plot at most. But, in this particular instance, I really couldn't care less. Because this episode is an extraordinary character piece. For Lin Beifong. It is an extraordinary look at Lin Beifong's past. An extraordinary deconstruction of sort of why that character is who she is at this point in her life. At the time the events of this show are taking place. Like immediately, right off the bat. You see her reaction to going to Zaofu. The idea of going to Zaofu. And she's like, um, uh, I, I, uh, I, uh, no, 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 no. Does not compute. No. I stay on airship. You not tell anyone I'm here. And then, of course, they immediately see through Korra's lies and is like, yeah, someone else is here. That someone else is Lin. And then we meet her sister, Su Yin, who, by the way, is a really good character in her own right. Uh, but we get this, like, coin toss of, like, Su Yin being very positive, very idealistic, very upbeat. And Lin being very crass, very cynical, and very overbearing. And you kind of get a window into why. So apparently, first off, Toph had uh, had two children from different fathers, and neither of those children have met her fa- have met their father. So um, Toph got around. I'm just gonna say that. So there's that. Apparently she was very uh, active in a particular area of her life. And I am all for it. 
Uh, but apparently the way Toph raised her children was that she was hands-off. Because she was raised in such a strict household, she tried to give her children as much freedom as possible. Which had a very positive effect and also a very negative effect. Because both Lin and Suyin were fighting for their mother's attention. Lin became chief, Suyin became this free-spirited explorer person, and Toph was not very happy with either of those outcomes, and eventually she just sort of effed off for enlightenment, quote-unquote. So, Lin's childhood was essentially one of, not necessarily, not necessarily neglect, but one of ignorance and hostility. Because that just ended up being how Toph was. Lin became exactly like Toph. Suyin became the exact opposite of Toph. And so they naturally clash, A, because of those fundamental differences in personality, and B, because of this past of them fighting all the time. And you see this turmoil, you see this unwanted resurfacing of memories within Lin, all without Lin saying a word about it directly. It's just done through context clues and brilliant visuals in this episode, and it is incredible. It really, really is. You see the pain that comes with her having this forced reunification with her sister. It's amazing. It really, really is an amazing character arc for Lin Beifong. In so many ways. I also love... I forgot how much I love the city of Zaofu. Zaofu is awesome. It looks badass. I love that metal sheen throughout the entire city. Uh, Like that glossy, metallic, silver-gray look... Uh, I love the culture of Zalfu, uh, the constant, uh, the constant quest for betterment in all of their citizens, uh, the creative ways in which they use metal bending uh, outside of combat, uh, its use in creatives, uh, in dancing, in art, uh, its use in making up this game, Power Disc, and so on and so forth. Like, I just want to live in Zaofu. I just want to live there and just live my best life in that city. Uh, also, as long as we're discussing new characters with Su Yin and etc., let's talk about Opal. Because I really like that character. Opal is just... Some girl who was gifted the power of airbending and is very 
shy, very reserved, but she's so eager for so many things. She's so eager for, I don't want to say validation, but she's so eager to be this more rounded person. Like, she goes into airbending very eager. Uh, She is very excited to meet Lynn, her Aunt Lynn, who she's never met before and who she finds is uh, not very keen on meeting her. Uh, that, uh, That desire to form a connection does not necessarily go both ways. Oh, and she strikes up this really... Uh, this really nice, very cute relationship with Bolin that uh, evolves throughout just this episode uh, in a really, really amazing, very organic way. And I love, I love everything about it. Like, Opal is a really, really good character, and I like her a lot. I forgot how much I liked Opal. I forgot a lot about uh, this whole Zaufu section. Now that I'm, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, look, I haven't rewatched Legend of Korra as much as I rewatched Avatar: The Last Airbender. There are gaps in my memory. I made this clear from the very beginning. Uh, I especially love the dinner sequence, where everyone's sitting down and having this dinner of. Whatever the hell that chef said, I didn't understand a word of it. I just heard Kyoshi Elephant Koi, and I was like, oh, that was a thing in the original series, and that's about it. (laughs) So, you have so much stuff going on here. Uh, You have Bolin and Opal flirting on one side of the table. In the center of the table. Oh, on the other side of the table, I should say. You have Varric making his return and being like, Hey, I escaped from prison and immediately went to Zalfu. Uh, They are harboring me, a criminal. And uh, now I'm working with magnets to making this uh, high-speed railway system that's going to change the world. Uh, And then the center of the table, you have Korra talking about her uh, experiences with... uh, capturing, or not capturing, with rescuing the airbenders that were captured by the Earth Queen. Uh, Su Yin goes into all of her opinions on the Earth Queen, like, oh, she should just step aside. And Lin's just annoyed about all of it, like, oh, you haven't changed. You're you're the worst. I hate you. And then storming off. Uh, it's this really, really great sequence where everything sort of comes to a head. In this struggle between Lin and Su Yin, Su Yin wanting to patch things up, Lin just not having any of it. Oh, I also got to talk about this subplot with Zaheer. So Zaheer very boldly decides, I'm going to go to Air Temple Island to see if I can get any information on the Avatar. So he goes in, no one recognizes him. And it's like, hey, I, I became an airbender. I want to learn airbending. And so Milo and Iki teaches him, be the leaf! <laughs> oh my god, what an amazing throwback. 
to those early, early days of Legend of Korra. <laughs> and Zaheer goes through that effortlessly. Uh, Kaya's like, hey, uh, Tenzin's at the Northern Air Temple. Korra's not there. And Zaheer's like, okay. And then at night, he's just snooping through Tenzin's study. Uh, finds this, like, locket thing with a poem by this airbender he was quoting earlier in the show. Which sounds super ominous. And then Kaya comes in and is like, Hmm, this is all very suspicious. I don't know what's going- Zaheer! And then they get into this really amazing fight that I absolutely adore. Uh, proving just how badass Kaya is. Uh, very well crafted, very well done. Fight sequence, and then Zaheer's like, Eh, screw you, I'm escaping. And just leaves. And goes off to find Korra literally anywhere else. So that threat continuing to build in the background... And also, I need to dive into this ending a bit. Because it is such a beautiful and tragic ending. So, Korra gets Opal and is like, Hey, uh, why don't you try and talk to Lin? Maybe that'll help things. Korra brings Opal into Lin's room. Opal tries to convince Lin to talk to her. And Lin just yells at her, get out. And Opal runs away crying. And then Korra just rips into Lin like, hey, what the hell are you doing? I wanted her to talk. I I convinced her to talk to you to maybe get out of whatever funk you're in. But no, this is just always what you're going to be. You are always going to be a bitter, lonely woman. I forget if that's the exact quote, but it's pretty damn close. And then Korra just storms out, and Lin is left. And you see tears. And then it ends. Lin is just a bitter, lonely woman. And... My god! <laughs> I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say. This is such a brilliantly crafted ending that underscores so perfectly everything that I've been talking about with Lynn's arc in this episode of her being forced to sort of confront her past, confront her less than ideal past and her issues with her family. And I think Coronopal just sort of... Struck a nerve in there. Just sort of hit upon some stuff that uh, she was sort of pushing down. Uh, But we'll get more of this in the next episode. We'll finish off uh, this Lynn arc. We'll continue on Lynn's little personal journey. But I I love this arc. I, I love... Lynn's arc in uh, in this episode, in this season in general. It's all so well done. This really is the Lynn season, above all else. Uh, so yeah, we're done. 
Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, uh, and support the show, patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there, or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 3, Episode 6. Talk to you then.